Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Hey, it's all good. It's, it's one. All right, so what I would like for you all to do is to steal the room or center the room because we need to talk about faith but it's if you if you haven't guessed it's not what you think it's, it's far deeper than that the word has kind of been hijacked in the 20th century and given a lot of religious undertones okay so Let's center Let Room. Hand me that one right there. That way, when I use it, it's temporary and it's not constant with me. Good. I don't mind. Make sure you use it. Use the microphones. Everybody got it? Good. Because we've got three people online and they all need to hear. That's cool. Even if it's not as two hours constant as this one. Center the Room. Gather yourself because if you have not discovered after reading this chapter, yourself is the problem. So stop coming in here 
with the self you don't like. Or you will keep manifesting and attracting the life that you keep complaining about. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So here's what I want you to do. We're going to approach the next two hours of this conversation with one thought in our mind. I can't tell you your thought, that's not my job. But you, everyone, close your eyes unless you're driving and literally close them. Don't text that one last message. Be obedient to yourself. And think about the one thing, your burning desire. By now, you should have it. Even if you don't have a burning desire and you're burning for the burn for a burning desire. Does everybody have a clear picture in your mind? Okay, when you get a clear picture, you can lift up your head and open your eyes. Not until you have a clear picture. I'm willing to wait an hour until you get a clear picture. Clear picture. No, you're not. As a matter of fact, put your heads down. Everybody put your heads down. So if you haven't put your head up, put your head up when you're ready. That way they won't know because I don't want to. That was almost set up. I want you to concentrate until you have a clear picture. Now I told you to put it back down. For those of you who just put it back down, you simply put it back down so you can be a comfort to your brother or sister next to you and you do not isolate them because they're taking a bit longer than what you have in your brain. Think about your clear burning desire. If you don't know it, I'll help you. Let's say you don't know what you want, that's okay. That's okay. You know what you don't want, and that's a good start. Because anything you do not want, I cannot put upon you. Now, receive, think about your thinking wealth statement, is what I call it, your thinking grow rich wealth statement. Think about what you said you were willing to give up. Some of you said, I want to be open. So do that. Some of you said, I want to be open. So be open. That's a big part of this chapter. And then burn for whatever comes to you or the mere fact that you're going to burn tonight to be the most open you've ever been in your life. If you cannot think of that, if you cannot think of your burning desire because you, haven't had, you don't have one yet, then I want you to burn brightly to be as open, as honest as you've ever been tonight. If you've reached that point where you lift your head. It's not a, not a race. Not a race. Not a race. Let me see some thumbs online. If you reach that point to where you're going to be open, if you don't have a burning desire, all of you should be open. Okay, we got thumbs over there. Okay, we got thumbs here. Good, good. Now give yourself a round of applause. That will work. Yes, yes, yes. Those of you who are, 
We have three of you on the internet. Give me a cyber round of applause, a cyber high five. There we go. I'm making that up as we go. There it is. Good. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Now, let's talk. I'm going to do this class a little different. I'm going to do this class a little bit differently. I have all my syllables come together at the same time and try to get out my one mouth. Okay. I had like 160 syllables trying to rush out at the same time. I want to read for you a few things, and we're going to have an open dialogue. I'm going to get my part out the way. I'm going to copy and paste it so you can have it, so you can copy it. So you have to say, can you write that down again so I can take notes? I'm going to copy and paste it for you, okay? Okay, I want to talk. So this is principle number two. What is it called? Faith. Faith. Now, not chapters. Chapter three. Principle number two. Okay? Faith. Okay? Faith. Because remember, this is we got we're reading a modern version so you guys can understand it. But this is the second principle. Originally the chapters were, were different. The second second principle. The second principle is faith. These are my notes. Remember, I've been reading this book for since 2008. Was that? Nine years. Okay. You would have never ever thought of your main desire unless faith was tugging at your mind. Faith is vital to accomplishment. These are my notes. You would have never thought of your burning desire unless faith was tugging at your mind. Faith is vital to accomplishment. I submit to you if you don't know your burning desire, that's okay. You don't have enough faith tugging at your mind. You have your mama tugging at your mind. Your reputation tugging at your mind. Your standard, your culture, how you're supposed to be in society. You have other forces that are not your own, but your expectancy tugging at your mind. Can anybody relate to that? Yes? Yes? Okay, good. Good. So if you don't have it's okay if you don't have a burning desire. You're gonna get one. You're gonna get one ASAP. Have faith tugging at your mind. Have faith that you can accomplish that which you seek, for you would never have decided upon it unless it was meant for you to accomplish. Yes, yes, yes. Feel free, you, you feel, even though I'm reading, feel, yes, she says yes, yes, feel free. Feel free to talk back to me. This is, I'm not going to be long, but I want for you, I know every preacher on planet Earth has ever said that, but I'm not. I'm not going to be long, but I want you to receive my personal notes. Okay? You cannot, uh, whatever you guys think, you only thought it because you have the means to accomplish it. I wish I had somebody. <laughs> I'm trying she stood to. Up on that one. <laughs> yeah, she stood up on the internet. I had some, some, oh my God, he stood up back there. You only thought it because you have the means to accomplish it. The only way you don't accomplish what you think of is when you walk away from what you thought. And that is the opposite of faith. Make sense? <laughs> okay, you got it? All right. So if you think it, 
You already have everything you need to accomplish it. It is a divine right. Nobody can take it from you. It is yours. The moment you think it, it is already yours. Your problem is you're finite. So you can't exist physically. You can consciously, but that's the way we're not, not going to go there right now. You can't exist physically in more than one place, more than one dimension, more than one plane. So you have the unfortunate burden of being right here today and tomorrow, wherever you are. But if you thought it, your breakthrough is already there. Receive that on this day. Remember, you all have silently agreed to be burning to be open. We're going to talk about a lot. And you need to receive. If you thought it, you already have the means to accomplish it. But I don't have the good credit. You already have the means to accomplish it. So whatever you do have, if you need credit, then you have what you need to get credit or need to borrow someone else's. I'm trying to liberate you in this life today. All right. Self-confidence formula, you guys saw that in your book? Mm -hmm. I'll skip that. And I'm done. You see it? See, you say, you say, keep going. You want, it was, was that self? No, come on, because self confidence, man. We're not doing like that. All right. Here's what I want to. Let's talk about how self confidence and faith work hand in hand. Well, no, we're going to talk about it. No, no. We're going to talk about the whole class interactively, mostly. Okay, come here. Come stand up. Come stand, stand here real quick. Hold this mic right in front of my mouth. I will say the one thing in monologue. I would say the one thing, hold it right here. I would say the one thing in monologue about self-confidence that you need to hear. Page 53 in your books. I got it now. I had to turn my page. Page, page 53 in your books. So now you, I'm gonna, after I read this, comment on this, all monologue, and we're done monologuing. I'm gonna have a interactive dialogue because this chapter can only be well not only the best way to do this chapter is if you talk out your problems alright oh, page 53 the second sentence on page 53 in my personal home listen to me before you read don't read ahead I know you just like remember you, you're a school teacher remember you put the test down and then you walk around with the test on. That's it. Do it again. Say that. Say how you say it. Turn that paper back over. That's it, right there. Turn that paper back over. See, you gotta hurry up and get to it. And you be like, didn't I tell you? To okay, that's it. he's still, he's still doing it right there. Like he's still doing it. That's the way. Well, put the pencil down. Okay, all right. He, I'm wrong. All right, all right. Put the pencil down. Put the pencil down. In my, <laughs> in my personal opinion, this is the most important part of self confidence formula. I'm not saying that. None of this is important. All of it is important. In my personal opinion, if you fail here, no matter what you do, you fail, period. You cannot manifest anything. Look, look, look. Do, do it again, Shannon. Do it again, Shannon. She's got it written. <laughs> what does that note say next to hers? Does it say wow? It says wow. Okay. All right. So the same thing I'm about to read. Shannon has in her notes, she showed me online, she lifted it up, it says, wow. I am going to read it, I'm going to explain it, and I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna tell you how to use it. 
I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, cynicism by developing love for all of humanity. Because I know that a negative attitude towards others can never bring me success. I will cause others to believe in me because I believe in them and in myself. Listen to me. Can everybody hear me? You need to hear yes, yes. That facial response is appropriate. As far as I'm concerned, and I know this with quantum physics knowledge, I know this with philosophical knowledge, I know this with theological knowledge, I know it just from common grassroots common sense. If you're not doing this, you're not getting nothing. Let me tell you, especially my folk with empathy, every time you see somebody, you should be pushing out love. You cannot get what you're not giving, law of compensation. It will never change. If you are mean all the time, if you want people to adjust to you, but you never adjust to them, come on, we gotta talk about it. You are failing and you're in poverty. If you always have an attitude, you are failing and you are in poverty. Here's the worst one of the examples I'm getting ready to give, and I see this one most often. If you're someone that we always have to motivate and compliment up so we can get along with you, you cannot be successful. One of the worst things you ever want to be is a person that someone always has to get better just to be in harmony with. Receive that. If I always have to, all right, come on. What's going on? You doing okay? Rich people will avoid you. That's too much energy to be draining just for me to coexist with you. Because thou heareth me. Okay? Does that work? If you are not pushing out love, here's what you should be doing. Every time you see, when you go back to work, 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 every time you guys see someone, you should be silently pushing love at them. Silently. You should be silently pushing love at them. They don't have to know it. You don't have to take a selfie doing it. You should silently be pushing love. Does that make sense? You see a car accident. And I really hope they're okay. Some of y'all do that greatly. But now when you walk past somebody, have the same car accident reverence, when you're next to a stranger. Does that make sense? Okay, Shannon, you got something to say? No? Okay, okay, she's just driving. Okay, we're on, we're on a dialogue now. We're on a dialogue. Yes. Use the mic. Okay, okay, I can't, I, I, I can't. I, I, I speak mic only. <laughs> uh, I would like to comment. Yes, sir? For what you said, and I would like to read something. Well, uh, comment towards what you said, and I, I would say this. I think I'm old enough to say it. Yeah, I can say it. Uh, I would say the reason we can't push love at people is because we're not confident in the faith that we actually have the love inside of us to push. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. Let's see. Let's see if you guys can add value to that. Say it again. 
The reason, because you know, he just saying you should push love towards everybody. You know, the sentence is saying, you know, like anything, jealousy, anything that's not love is saying eliminate. Mm -hmm. And my comment was, because he, he made a comment, he said we should push love mm -hmm. towards everybody we meet. We should have that car accident mentality towards everyone. Right. And my car my comment was the reason we can't have that mentality is because we're not confident in having the faith to know that we actually have love that's hey, real. Get in camera. I want y'all in camera. That's right. You know, so it's, it's that's like, right. It's like we have a love that's been systematically altered that we believe in. Like we don't we don't believe in we don't believe in what real love is. That's right. We have a situational love. You know, if this person helps me, oh, I love you. Uh, if this person do something for me, oh, I love you. Oh, Tony, uh, he avoids me. Oh, I love Tony. So is that love? That's not love. Tell me what love. Tell me. But, but that, is, that, that, that is because the situation at hand, I think I have a love for you, but I just really like what you're doing for me. Mm. Okay, I like that. I like that. Let's comment on that last sentence. I I think I have a love for you, but I really like what you're doing for me. Yes. Come on, open it up. I want to talk about that. Oh, the only reason I like you is because you benefit me at that time. Okay. Get, get, get next to it. I need y'all squeezing it. I need everybody's energy. I need no, 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 no. You, you, you. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you squeeze it. There you go. I need everybody's energy. There you go. There you go. Uh, hold on. Let's put it in. I want the online viewers to see. There you go. Now y'all. See, y'all out here losing weight. Y'all can fit in. Losing the <laughs> <laughs> I hear losing weight. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Now she said something very important though. She says, I love you because you benefit me at the time. Dale Carnegie says, we can tell the quality of a man's character by what he does for those who can do nothing for him. Talk about both of them. I don't care which one you talk about. And, but, and because I only love you. Well, I only love you because you benefit me. And the only reason you're benefit me is because of what I've been taught to believe in. Okay. I've been taught to believe okay. in don't mess with nobody that don't benefit you. Well, okay. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. What do you mean by mess with them? Okay. Which, okay. Don't, don't. Uh, you got mama use me. Don't say my name. Riots, if they're not doing nothing for you, don't do nothing for them. Okay, that sounds like it's coming from a malicious place. Okay, good. Okay, so you're talking from a place of uh, malicious intent. So if that's the case, that's wrong. Now, once you become of high awareness, it is intelligent not to have a lot of friends that don't benefit you. Now, that's not to say only deal with people that benefit you, it is to say watch your company. Does that make sense? Watch your guard. Watch, watch your guard because if you spend all your energy watching your back, you spend none of your energy planting the seeds. If you spend all your energy 
lifting your friend up, you spend none of your energy lifting yourself up. But we are duty bound as humans to always benefit others, even though they cannot benefit, or we cannot benefit from them. Does that make sense? Okay, so good. Online, something to say? No? Okay, pick out anything. Well, actually, y'all haven't even, even scratched the surface of what she said. You benefit, or you, you kind of did. I like you because you benefit. I love you because you benefit me out of love. Come on, somebody. And when you don't love benefit me, I don't love you no more. Okay, because that's, that's, that's it. I don't love you anymore because you no longer benefit me. And if you have that attitude, then the self-confidence, well, first off, no one with self-confidence will have that attitude. So if you have that attitude and you call yourself self-confident, you're not self-confident. You're, it's not self-assurance. You are a loud leader that has to be loud because you can't deal with your own voice. So you have to be so loud that you have to drown out your own voice. See, when I know my own voice, I don't have to quiet yours. Does that make sense? So I can treat you well. Like if you read what I read, it is saying I believe in others because I believe in myself. If I don't believe in myself, how can I believe in you? And let's just say I don't believe in me, but I believe in you. Then that's bad in itself because if I don't believe in me, but I believe in you, that means I'm clingy now. And I'm now someone you should not be in great association with. You don't build dreams with people who don't believe in their own. Make sense? Mm -hmm. But we are to benefit everyone on planet Earth. And that's so it's, it's, it's not really confusing. But the more I love me, the better I will treat you. Make sense? Mm -hmm. That's why there's a self-confidence formula. And you need self-confidence to have faith. Period. Yeah. Which I'll get to in a little bit. So go ahead. With me personally, I used to love on people to receive love in return. Okay, that fits very well. But I know now that I've grown a little, because now I don't, I just love on people and knowing not everyone's gonna love me back. They, they, won't. they won't. So that's good, but, but okay, so let's, let's describe. So she, she said, at first I used to love on them was it to receive love back? To receive love did back. Did you need to receive it back? I felt like I did. Okay. And now, do you feel like you need to receive no. it back? So somewhere, one of those situations is self-confidence, the other is not. When you're self-confidence, you can pour out. And you pour out to more people because you don't have the, the overwhelming need to get back. Did you hear what I said? Since I don't, since I'm not looking for you to justify my value, I can remind you of yours. So, so, it, so, you're, so, it's fair to say that with self confidence, you can pour out 
without feeling drained or empty. Okay, so people who are self-confident only got to the level of self-confidence because they poured into themselves. So the reason I would not get drained poured into you is because I'm in a constant pouring into me. We, I, we, we just had that conversation. We just had that conversation. There's always a constant pouring in to me if I desire to win and alter my mood. Here's, here's a great way to, here's a great way to, to talk about that. You ever just been in a bad mood, you know, you don't know why? Yes. Like you have no idea why. You just, what's wrong with you? Just one day. You, you just take it up and just put your teeth together and make that shh. <laughs> <laughs> right? You just, you got no words. You just And what happens, if you know how to pour into you, you can also that move within moments. If you, in the 21st century, you can just listen to YouTube. You can get a hug from a friend. You can get a phone call from a friend that will literally take you from the, the land of the plateau all the way back to the peak. One hug. Now I submit to you, how many people were one hug away from suicide? Hmm, come on now. But you didn't give it to them because you weren't self-confident. <laughs> That's how you see it. I be that whole time. You know, they both were queens of facial expressions. But think about that though. How many people have we stopped living, went on to die because we didn't have enough confidence to live enough so we can give a hug? I promise you if, you, if you live long enough, you will truly embrace the fact that about one in five people you meet every day are one hug away from suicide. Now, you're a counselor. You know this to be true for sure. She's a counselor. People need counseling. Now, let me unmute your mic real quick. Let's talk about... I've been unmuted. Oh, you got something to say? I got something to say. You got something to say? Okay, go ahead. Before you ask me what you was going to ask me, uh, in reference to what I learned from reading this chapter was when you know that you're loving correctly, you know that you're loving the right way, you realize that you're not, not keeping the you're not taking it tally. So you don't even recognize when you've overly given to someone and, and they've taken take and take from you because you're just doing what comes natural mm -hmm. and um, the only way that you don't keep a tally is if you love yourself first you can't love people the way you're supposed to love people if you don't love you mm -hmm. and if you're not pouring to you how you're supposed to bring to you then the way that you're pouring into everybody else is artificial because you're not even doing it real with yourself. Hmm. And so that's where the talent comes in. That's where, oh, but you can take, 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 and I give, 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 and oh, you just do it when you've been, when it benefits you. 
that gets overwhelming when you're not loving yourself enough. But the Bible, not the Bible, but church teaches us sometimes, you got to love everybody, you got to love Jesus and yourself come last. You can't love nobody else if you don't know how to love yourself. Mm. And the only reason why we love Jesus is because he first loved us. If that didn't take place, we wouldn't even love him. Mm. 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 Okay. The only way that love works, you have to eat with love, start with yourself. When you love yourself, you're confident. And when you're confident, you don't keep score with how you serve other people and how they serve you. You just know who needs to be in your circle. But that don't stop you from being able to serve the world. That was like so that was like a revelation for me with reading this. You know, because I mean that's me. I get grumpy. I get attitudes. I get negative and because I spent so long giving, 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 and, and with my church mind saying, oh, it's okay, they can do this, they can do that. And then when my level of awareness did increase, I became really bitter. Like, I can't believe y'all did that to me. <laughs> and so now in, in recovery mode, trying to recover, realizing that even that is not the right mindset to have when you really love you enough to figure out what your burning desire is and to pour enough into yourself to become the person that you, that you cannot help the world, any your children, anybody, until you learn how to do that right. Them is all facts, and I want in to talk my, about In my opinion. No, that's not an opinion, that's facts. All right, so let me, let me do a little housekeeping real quick. Did you add her to the group? Yes, sir. All right, tell her to join this call. Now, that was easy. Okay, now, let's talk about that. What did you get? You can't do nothing else unless it happens to you first. Okay. You can't. You, okay. So both those. You, you guys said the same thing from two different angles, but you're both right. You can't love someone. Well, you can't do anything until you do it to yourself first. And then you can't love anyone unless you love yourself first. Is that you about to say, Grace? Yes. Yes. Both of these things are the same, two different ends of the spectrum. You went more generalized. You went to love. But, but everything flows to love. So you're capturing everything he said. You get it? Now, let's see. She said something else. Yes. Okay, what is love? I'll come back to that. I'll, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Okay, what is love? Now, you, she said something. Huh? You got to it. Okay, so let's, let's, okay, well, okay, you're making me wanna, okay, so I, need, I, need, I need to, I need you to remember what you just said, and I need you to say it again and set the stage here, okay? All right, but, but I need to address something. I cannot let what Shannon said rush past. When I became positive, I became real negative. When I became positive, I became negative. Oh. See, you said something, okay. Shannon. You said, do y'all remember what she, do, do, does anybody know why I said that? And she said something. Because she, she became bitter. She became bitter. bitter. Why y'all did me? Why y'all did this happen to me, right? Okay, so when I became positive, 
I also became negative, and six years ago, I wore intended. I said, listen, I made a mistake. That, so when you go through this process, do not start correcting and looking down on the people because they are not changing. Because the truth is, the reason why you never noticed it until now is because that's what you were. And you can never complain or see anything that you are. Does that make sense? So the reason that you never complain about it is because that's what you were. The same nagging, disrespectful, negative, talking back person that you are now, and this only happens in our relationship, that same thing, same person, the reason why it's, not a, it's an issue now is because you changed. But the reason why you spent six years sleeping with that person is because that's who you were and that's how y'all fell in love. Being nasty and negative. Does that make sense? So the reason why she got bitter is because she was like me and like you. The same people that let her get to whatever she didn't like. She also let people get to whatever they didn't like. And so me, I did it to my wife. Year, years, years, eight years ago, nine years ago. And you know, you're real negative. And she hit me with something that I never forgot. I had to eat it. You can't look down on me because you changing. Everybody don't want to change that way. Hold on. And I had to eat that. My Lord. It was at that moment, listen to me, I said this before at the beginning. <laughs> 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 Definitely. I said this before, and I said this at the beginning of the leadership So I said this at the beginning of the leadership class when everybody's at a low level of awareness. Now that I'm about to say it again, you're about to hear it with your new mind. Okay, you ready? It was at that moment I realized I was a wonderful leader and a terrible husband. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let that sit in for a little bit. <laughs> oh, I was great. <laughs> oh, I was I was great to my people. <laughs> <laughs> I was great to my people, but at home, I, in fact, here's what she, let me tell you what she said, in that same conversation. Why and that's, treat your people at church with more grace? That is it! That is it! That is it! That is it! That is That same conversation, that same conversation, she said, why you treat your people at church with more grace than you give me? So I say again, when I became positive, I became negative. Watch, I'll prove it to you in, I'll prove it to you in a second way. Y'all ever met these conscious brothers? Have you ever met a nice one? Nope. They all, they all I don't need these niggas, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. And by brothers, I don't mean black. I mean anybody right, that is. 
that is pushing against the establishment, rightfully so. You know, I, 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 I don't want to talk, you know, negative against anybody. I'm not, I'm not against anybody. But with all due respect, if you're going to be woke, you can at least be nice. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. But people. <laughs> but people tend to wake up in their in their awareness but leave their character behind. Oh. But it's so hard to be woke at night. It makes you feel like you're still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Hard. Okay, it is hard. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Sorry. No, no, go, no, go, go, go. Go ahead. I just said sometimes I feel like I'm not doing something right because I'm not always woke and nice. I feel like I was a nicer person when I was at a lower level of awareness. I feel like I've gotten. I feel like I feel like a woke schizophrenic. Like I'm just looking up like, who are you? What you want? Wait, you know, like Well okay. So anybody else is there anybody online or in front of me struggling with her problem? Yes. Raise your hands. We get irritated. All right. So that's so we got we got a hundred percent in the building. What about online? How many we know we got one? We got okay, so we got a hundred percent. Everybody but me is struggling with this problem. It's, it's, Go ahead. Well, let, hold on. Before you do it, let me get Deanna first. I mean, let, let, let me get her first. Because she's saying she struggled with this, and she's got all this empathy on her right now. So let it go. We need to hear it. I struggled with this just a couple of months ago. The first person that I messaged was Grace. I dealt with a complaining person from Houston, Texas, all the way to Dallas, Texas. And I'm talking to her, and she's talking to me, and I'm like, well, you know, I can fix your problem, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, I corrected you about this. Yes, you did. And she was like, well, tell me how. I was like, well, it's going to continue because you allowed it. Well, but if I don't do it, then the, and I'm like, wait, I'm trying to help you. Like, oh, I'm trying to help oh, you with God. a huge problem that you oh. have. Oh, God. Like, Look, my correction is what y'all need to hear, not what she's saying. No, correct yeah. me, please, because I got yeah. that same Please, don't do that. No, I'm going to give you the correct. I'm going to have a tip. We're the same driveway, because, uh... Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was like... Is everybody... Are you, all y'all raise your hands. Everybody's suffering with y'all with the same car. Go ahead. And, and then I, I got to a point where I had to just put my headphones in. Again, from the moment they got in the car, no lie, from the... Before we even drove out the driveway, of the house I was picking her up at till we parked the car at the hotel that we were staying at. It was complaints. And everybody knows that's a law of drive from Houston to Dallas. <coughs> no problem. The whole time in Dallas, and I said, how many four days, four days now? Uh-huh. The entire time there, it was the same thing. And I actually made a comment to her. I said, calm down. She's like, but I am calm. I said, no. I said, because you talk as though you're always at a high level of stress. 
Well, you corrected her and her son. I remember this. What did I tell you? Why? Okay, I did say that, but that was the, I said, I said, you need to be oh, careful. Yes, that. Because, okay, so yeah, this, now this was a separate person. You told me you can't correct people like that because when they see one thing, you change their vision of you when you come at them differently in person. All right, all right. Listen, listen. They proud of you in your change. And then you beat them over the head with it. Mm, that's church. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, that is definitely church. So my correction to her was, you can't do that. Because the prosperity that she was proud of has now offended her and hurt her feelings. Oh. Okay? All right, go ahead, sir. Uh, I used to do it that way, but I took it a step further. Actually, you had a conversation about mm -hmm. it, and uh, what 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 meant. what used to like really <clears throat> me the most is that I always expect people to get it when I get it. <laughs> so it's like, I got it. Okay, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Who else is like that? Who else is like you know what? You need to get it when I get it. Right. Come on, come on. Y'all not being honest. Y'all not being honest. Okay. What that is is that you you. You dropping advice on people, which is a seed, but you trying to determine when it when grows. It's gonna grow. yeah. Oh, I don't think everybody heard that. <laughs> you can't drop the seed on people and then dictate when it's gonna grow. Okay. And, 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 and he helped me out. That's exactly what I said. He said it more plain away, actually, because I told me he said, Reverend Grace. Okay, sure did. He said you cannot pass it. And you're not giving your people grace. Exactly you can't expect nobody to give when you get it. Because then nobody expects you to give when you got it. Did mm. nobody rush you? You don't understand. Nope. So don't rush nobody else today. Okay, so we, we got two different answers. We got you, we got you can't offend people with your prosperity. I believe the Bible says, let not your your good be spoken evil of. Okay? Alright. The same thing. And you can't be out here being with more truth than grace. Yeah. That's it. That's the word. That's what I said. You said you can't have more truth than grace. You can't, can't have more truth. When you have more truth than grace, you're all law. You all head knowledge and no heart knowledge. You have to be with more grace than you are with truth. Okay? Go ahead, Grace. I got you to talk. Her name is actually Grace. <laughs> uh, for the past two days, we've had convocation, and so it's all the educators in the district. And every year, we get together, and we complain. Well, I noticed it this year. Wait, 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 Okay. 
You just did a sound effect the whole week. Yeah. Mm, mm, child. Mm, mm. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got a third anger here, the recognizing that, yeah, this is totally me. Because he said, every year, we got together and complain. <laughs> okay, so can everybody online hear me? Because this is very important. Everybody online, can y'all hear me? All right, can you hear me out here? Mm -hmm. All right, good, good, good. Can you hear me now? She gave me a thumb, she dropped again. <coughs> can you hear me now? Listen, you ain't got to turn. I will eliminate hatred, <laughs> envy, jealousy, selfishness, cynicism, or pettiness. <laughs> By developing love for all humanity, even my family. Because I know that a negative attitude towards others can never bring me success. I will cause others to believe in me. How? Because I believe in them. Now, in all these situations I named, in the schizophrenia, where have you applied that? Insert this wonderful quote I'm about to tell you that I made up myself years ago. Let make sure the words of your ministry become the wounds of your ministry. Ooh, hey, Jesus! Make sure the words of your ministry become the wounds of your ministry. See, everybody, we started off the class with this. And y'all said, yes, that was awesome. You put a wow next to it. And you said, wow, you underlined it. Only to find out the words you believe in are not the wounds that you walk in. The words that you believe in are not the wounds that you walk in. Let the words of your ministry become the wounds of your ministry. Okay. Yes, please. Use my, use my, use my. Okay. Okay. <coughs> okay, that's fine. That's right. And I'm going to teach you how not to be offended here in a second. And I'm still going to come back to her question. What is love? Okay. okay. I forgot your question. Repeat it. Can you really give an example? Example of which part? What your What kind of example would you like? <clears throat> would you like a modern example? Or would you like an example that you would understand from the Bible? Both. Modern. Both. I got both. both. Does everybody agree? Both. A modern example is, let's take a story of schizophrenia. While you are split across how you gonna the text, since I'm gonna lead to the Bible in a minute, the text says I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, paganism, cynicism by developing love. How can you be negative and loving at the same time? Hmm. I'm not saying that's not how you have experienced love, but I ask you, was that love? 
Go ahead. So my, so my question is. All right, before you ask your question, let's go to your situation. She nagging and complaining the whole time. Where did you apply eliminating hatred for nagging? There you go. I, I can keep going, but go ahead and ask your question. To teach you how not to be offended. That's got you. I'm going to teach you how to apply this. Okay. I need to, but you ask for examples first. She asked for examples. You ask for a modern and a, and a biblical example. Okay. So I'm going to give you the example and I'm going to teach you how to do it. Let me tell you something. I hope everybody can hear me. If you listen to somebody and they tell you what to do and not how to do it, stop listening to them. Run. Okay? <laughs> Run. This is why. This that sounds like the um, Naka Tour guy. Okay, fair enough. If you if I if I ever tell you what to do but not how to do it, I'm a pimp. I'm selling words. I'm, I'm selling words. Listen, I don't sell words. I sell lies. I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now, I'm a pimp. If I get up here about motivationally speaking you, and I ain't told you how to do nothing, I am a pimp. We got the facial expression gurus. <laughs> but seriously, if I don't teach you how, I am a pimp. I don't care if you're preaching, I don't care if you're speaking, I don't care if you're a parent. So if you ever hear somebody, <laughs> so if you ever hear somebody only teaching you stuff but not how, run, go. But how can you not yet forgive him if you eliminated hatred, envy, jealousy? Now, you get the point, though. My point is, you're not yet letting the words of your ministry become the wounds of your ministry. Because we should be wounded. I'm going to the Bible. Foul transgressions. Okay? Well, okay, foul transgressions. That's totally about. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. No, no, no. You trust me. Because mine's going to try to kill my It goes along the lines of there is no right or no wrong. <laughs> That's right. I told you that, didn't I? Yes. I'm our coaching session. Sure yes, it is. Yes. Okay. She's bringing up some. Okay. Yes. I think you're the only person I actually had that coaching session with like that. There is no right or wrong. There is a universal right and a universal wrong. But nagging ain't part of it. Neither is let me gain weight and I didn't want to. Or, th think about it for a second. Everything that everybody raised your hand on, is it universal? Is it one of the laws of this world that can never be changed? Think about what you're angry with. Is it your principles or the laws of this universe? Because, religiously speaking, you are now more angry than God. Because he don't have that many things that anger him. But you got that many things times ten for each person. Some of you are so angry and so negative, you literally have a list of people you hate. And for reasons that you hate, you forget them because you haven't seen them in ten years. Forget their name, see them at Walmart, and just remember, I don't like them. 
wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. Come on, you a no act like. No, she laughed way too hard. <laughs> I mean, you see him and you go, I don't remember her. I, I can't her. stand her. I don't, I don't, what's your child? I just can't say it. I don't like her. I just got to feel it. I forgot what she did, but I don't like her. All right, so check this out. There are no rules when it comes to that. There's universal nagging. Please tell me where nagging got on God's nerves. Ooh. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to pick on you. So let's let's give you a biblical example. Let the oh you got you got something. Well I'm gonna ask a question. Go ahead, because mine's gonna turn to my biblical example will be a monologue for about five minutes. Well I, I guess I would give you a question but also a statement. So if it don't get on God's nerve, then it shouldn't get on mine. Okay, so if you're gonna speak religiously, are you made in his image? And do you bear his name? Yes. And so don't do you bear his legacy? Yes. So why are you pushing the people away from him? Ooh. There's a priest that She done dropped the bike. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? If, so, so me and Michelle get married. Congratulations, congratulations, we're pretty good catch. Right? What? So, <laughs> 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 Michelle, <laughs> me and Michelle get married. Now watch this here. You are bearing my legacy. It's not just my last name. You are the Smith Enterprises. Oh, Lord. Even if I ain't own nothing. That's what it is. You understand what I'm saying? You... You are in Smith Enterprises. We don't see the reason why we suffer as a culture is because we don't take this serious enough. When we join, we join as a business legacy, and our kids are our heirs. Does that make sense? Okay. So when you join with him, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the great him. You are his heir. You're in business with him. But you a sorry business partner. Oh, Lord. Every time we offend people, we're a sorry business partner. We literally take the stock. Like, think about it for a second. If, if let's see, so, so Uber right now is in the news. By the time people hear this, Uber will probably well, be in the news, but they, they'll probably fix what's going on. But their CEO, Mr. Travis, I'll be very respectable. The normally CEOs that start the company don't get this day. That's kind of the way it works. And so basically, you got to some public whatever, and the stock went down. I'm here to tell you that you keep making the stock of Christianity go down. Every time you do that. Okay, alright. So, biblical example. Biblical example of letting your words of your ministry be the wounds of your ministry okay. is Jesus Christ was on planet earth put fear in the heart of a king but the world did not change he went to Egypt he amongst the people came back he astonished scholars at 12 years old was going to be starting about his business his mama said listen come on back 
He said, but it's my time, it's now. She said, come back. She said, okay, I'll be obedient. And he was obedient, being God, but the world didn't change. And about 29 years old, maybe, something like that, he is baptized by John the Baptist, John the Baptizer. And John the Baptizer puts him in the water. The water is so awesome that the sky opens up. A dove comes down. The voice flies out. This is my beloved son in whom I will please. But the world did not change. He healed all manners of diseases. He literally healed all manners of diseases. He healed all manners of diseases. He gave sight to the blind. He made lanes walk. It was four, four, four friends literally wanted to get to him, wanted to get their fifth friend to him so bad. They ran up a house, dropped, went through, tore the roof off of a building, lowered him, and then Jesus not only uh, forgave his he, his wounds, but also his sins. Okay? He seen goats stuck on the side of the road. Got them. He fed people. He even told Peter, Peter, listen, my man, check it out. They want us to pay to get in here. Go catch that fish over there. And in the fish's mouth would be our payment to get in. He looked at a lady in John chapter 8 who was caught in the very act of adultery. And she should have been stoned according to the biblical law. He did not say a word, but then when he did say a word, he gave her, said, go and sin no more, but the world never changed. He decided that Lazarus was dead for too long. He said, Lazarus, get on up. Four days. Call him by name. And then he had on grave clothes and said, loose him. Let him go. Let him go. But the world didn't change. Before Jesus was ever resurrected, he resurrected Lazarus. There was a um, there was a ruler of the synagogue, Jairus by name, who had a daughter who was at the point of death. And on the way to healing the daughter who was at the point of death, a lady with an issue of blood who had suffered all that she had, rather grew worse and never got better, came in and pressed behind and touched the hem of his garment. But she said, if I can just touch it, I'll be made whole. She was made whole, but the world did not, did not change. Incredible. On the Thursday night. Come on. <laughs> All right, Reverend. Reverend, why you turn it like that, Reverend? Unjustly tried. <laughs> he was dying on the cross. The world did not change. Come on, Reverend. He was dead in somebody else's tomb. The world did not change. But he was rose on Sunday. Watch it. The world did not change when he was rose on Sunday morning. The world did not change until he saw his friends. Come on. They were locked in the room for fear of the Jews. And he came back for them. But before that, on that first day, he said, look, I'm wounded. Then, you walk down the road of Emmaus. Healed them by showing them his wounds yes. when he broke the bread. Then he came back on the eighth day and said, uh, Thomas, check out the wound in my hand. Come on. And the wound in my side. Put your finger in there and see I'm slain, but I'm still standing. That's what Revelation says. Not his words change the world, but his wounds. And the reason why you're in successful relationships or have had tough relationships, B, 
be successful is because you got divorced that night, made up that night, and were drawn closer together because the argument wounded you and it brought you closer. So learn to be a product of your wounds and not your words. Because the only way that being powerful in awareness works is if the people following you know that you are wounded, but you're still nice to them. That'll never change. I'm not saying we'll get it right. I'm not saying we'll get it perfect. But people ought to be able to know that when they need you, they can count on you. Even if they wounded you before. Did y'all hear what I said? People ought to be able to know that if you wounded me, if I wounded you, or if you wounded me, I'll still be here. You could be wounding me in my face, and I'll never give you what you deserve. And that's what you ask of your God. You say, listen, I know I'm wrong. I'm a filthy, low-down, dirty animal. But do you mind giving me my burning desire? Pass my wrong. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So be a product of your wounds. You should have been wounded in that car for 500 miles. Even if you had to put on headphones to be wounded. Here's how you read. Here's how you. How am I supposed to word this question? This is how you. I told you. Now, how, you how you eliminate. How you. Yeah. Actually, actually, a great way. How do you not get offended? That's what it was. Here's how you do not get offended. I said this earlier, and it's funny that it comes back up. Everybody listen. It's just energy. You don't have to receive all the energy in your life. You entertain the energy you're supposed to. See, the problem with y'all is you get negative energy and you receive it all. Y'all walk around here as the greatest receivers in the NFL Hall of Fame. You just receive everything. You don't have to receive energy. Right now, it's nighttime. Right now, it's 8.15 at night, Central Standard Time. 8.15 Central Standard Time. The moon is in the sky. Now, listen to me. I'm about to drop some signs. The moon is in the sky. Now, anybody here farmers? Anybody farmers? Farmers? Anybody farmers? No? Farmers? Farmers. I know. I know. You know, but are you a professional farmer that's your trade? That's how you eat. You take care of your family. Okay? Anybody here sailors? Not building a boat. Your primary income is sailing and navigating by the North Star. So guess what? The moon's energy ain't got nothing to do with you. Because the moon controls the tide and dictates when the harvest shall come in. Right now, the moon has been passing energy, not only all day in the daytime, but the energy is visible in the nighttime. And you have not received the moon's energy because you said, this energy has nothing to do with my life. I would that you would start treating negative people in that manner. Okay. It's not that the moon stops being significant. It's just that you decided to not entertain its significance. You simply saw that it had energy and went about your prosperous way. So if you don't want to be offended, stop receiving things that offend you 
and start recognizing it as energy and say, this is not something I'm going to entertain. Even if you still have to entertain the person, you don't have to entertain the slug that just went right past you. You don't have to entertain, you need to go get a job. You don't have to entertain, why are you still with him? Y'all do know family will do that to you, right? You don't have to entertain that. You can still be respectable. It's easier to be respectable when you're not entertaining what should offend you. Right? Check this out. He's a cigarette smoker. He has a, he has a passion about that. Check this out. When you and your wife and your husband get into an argument, and you know that text message you get, the one that's super long, I wish I had somebody. With the crowded faces in the middle of Go wait in awkward silence until y'all say something. <laughs> Come on. I am what I think about, therefore, I can't complain about my life if I thought it and allowed it to manifest before my eyes. Oh my God. So I don't get to complain about the BS going on in my life. Because I thought I was worthy of the BS going on in my life. All right. <laughs> you can tell she's a Les Brown certified coach. All right. All right. 
Why are you complaining about the harvest when you planted the seeds? Uh -huh. yeah. That's what she said. I just showed it up. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. You fought your way to that depression and you mad about being depressed. Make sense? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Yes, please. Please, Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, let me read something. Page 53, middle of that paragraph. In this statement may be found the significant truth. Those who go down in defeat and end their lives in poverty, misery, and distress do so because of negative application of the principle of auto-suggestion. The cause may be found in the fact that all impulses of thought have a tendency to clothe themselves in their physical equivalents. And this is what Tim has actually just said. So auto-suggestion, which is the next chapter. All so how do you go? I have your affirmations, which is good. Nothing wrong with affirmations. How many of you are consciously aware of the fact that your negative thoughts are also affirmations? Now, be honest with yourself. Which do you affirm the most? So we get so our affirmation is the way we popularize it. I want to be a millionaire by the year. That's affirmation. I'm married to money. Money loves me. Money comes easily and frequently. I got my money magnet. Okay, my money is prosperity. Prosperity is coming in as fast as quick as most harmonious way. Okay, so there you go. You see, he did it right. Those are all affirmations. But an affirmation is simply a thought that you speak or repeat that you put feeling and belief to. My question is, well, my statement was, how many of you are conscious enough to realize that your negative thoughts have feelings and belief associated with them too, thus making them affirmations? Yes. I don't think I'm going to do that. Anything you affirm will, ma will manifest positive or negative. And who in here besides her is willing to admit that you manifest most negative things? All right. What about online? Not me. I'm not. My glasses are too cute for me to manifest negative things. I work out now. I got you. I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. Y'all give Shannon a clap for working out every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. There it is. There it is. No. Thank you. But I was saying that that was me. No, you said that was you. In my most reluctant way. Okay. We, so I just need you to understand consciously, cognitively, perspective and consciously, we're all, if you put feeling behind it, you affirm it. Here's a great test. I'm telling you I'm going to test you. I'm telling you I just tested you this way last week. And you still going to fail the test if you affirm most negative things about your relationship with money. Okay? I just gave you the answer to the test. Now watch how you still fail it. By tonight, I said, so it's now 822, 824, 823. 823 p.m. Central Standard Time. By midnight, everybody here will have $2 million. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Jesus, man. okay, that sounds good. 
That sound good. And I'm paying tithes off of it. Well, yeah, that sound really good. <laughs> but what does your subconscious do? Come on. What was the conversation you had with yourself after the idea came out your mouth? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, how was the negative animation? Yes. Okay. How is it coming? It's good, Come but don't. But but let me switch you. You 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 right there. You see me to modulate your frequency. It's coming. Yes sir. Yes sir. It don't matter. I expect it's coming. Okay. Not how. Because how is still negative. Because how is not your job. Okay. Who else is willing to be brave enough to admit? That your subconscious took over, okay. And remember, I warned you this was going to happen. But you can't stop your subconscious. Go ahead. My thought was. Well, wait, 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 wait. I said something inaccurate. You can stop your subconscious by retraining it. But at this point in this example, you didn't have enough time to retrain it. Does that make sense? Okay, good. My thought process was that would be absolutely amazing. How are you talking low with the mic? <laughs> My thought process was that would be absolutely amazing if that would actually happen. Okay, yeah. so if it's yeah. a condition, yeah. so you put a condition yeah. on. Listen, I need you. Okay, who else? So, well, no, I, I got to do this now. I need you guys to understand that the universe cannot tell the difference between a million dollars and a penny. Not one difference. The universe takes no more energy to manifest this microphone or a trillion dollars. No, I'm serious. In fact, scientifically, quantum physically, it's just a proton. It is a, it's a wave particle in superposition state. What does that mean? Superposition is when everywhere, one time, it is an unwavering it's a, it's, a, it's a wave of possibility that has not been collapsed yet. The only thing that can, that can collapse it is your observation of it. But you can never observe what's not in your subconscious. So when you went how, you observed poverty. When you went if, you observed poverty. You took the same infinite force, an infinite source, an infinite protein, proton, and you changed it into the story you keep complaining about. Because you keep complaining about it. And if you keep complaining about it, what is that? An affirmation. Go ahead. <clears throat> that has somebody online that want to say something? Mic check. One, two. Got somebody? We here? We waiting on you, Jazz. You got it? Oh, no? Tempest? No? Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's like, he's throwing bullets out there. I'm going to avoid these bullets today. Go ahead, sir. I just, I mean, I, I, to add to what you said, I just wanted to add, because uh, it says right here, both poverty and riches are the offspring of thought. Okay, great. Yep. Great. Now, let's be honest. Who in here believes, you got be, to be honest, that you have $2 million by the end of the night? Well, I won't tell you that you're not being honest. By the end of the midnight hour, you can have two million dollars. Uh, 
Well, okay. Legally. No, I was going to go illegal. I was going to tell you we sell two culture packages. <laughs> I mean, why do you think I'm a million dollars? Now, there is somebody much greater than me <laughs> that has that fee. <laughs> My fee is somewhere in five figures, not, not, <laughs> not in seven. Okay, but, but God bless you. I still believe I'm going to ask that book. Yes, yes. Now, I received my fee in the beginning. When you asked that, I was like, okay, yeah. But then I thought about it and I said, okay, you know your answer is really no. (laughs) And my answer is no because I understand that my belief can say that I'm going to get that money by the end of tonight. Where my subconscious kicks in is I don't believe myself to be capable of every, every how. So depending on the how, I don't know if I can get it. So where I need to work on my subconscious is not worrying about how. Because if you tell me, yeah, we're going to get it, but Shannon, you got to do this. If that goes against something I feel like I can't do, then I ain't going to get it. That's right. That's right. And clap for her transparency. That was actually, that was actually good. Even though we just slapped her for working out. That was actually pretty good. Because you led us somewhere, though. First off, her subconscious is very real, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's very direct. Her subconscious is direct. You ain't gonna do that shit. You know, it's very direct subconscious. Quit lying to the folks. <laughs> yeah. Stop lying to you, Shannon. You know, things like that. But she brings us to a great place. She is conscious enough to realize that she does believe she can do two million if the how fit her belief system. Yes, so many. If you say somehow that is some perfect situation that lines up with her comfort, her gifts, and her talents. Does that make sense? And her convenience. You see, most people want the convenience of prosperity without the commitment and the uncomfortableness of prosperity. Hashtag black belt. So she's right. But how many hows that have ever changed your life came gifted to you in comfort? I can't think of a single time in my entire life that I ever comfortably changed my life. I, I just can't. I can't. Uh, it ain't comfortable. I, I, I don't think you could comfortably do it anything except for probably take a crap. You can comfortably be in poverty. That's the only thing you can comfortably do. Be in poverty. Even, even to some extent. No, okay, we got this. I'm, I'm going to hit this and I'm going to get out of it real quick. Because y'all nasty. Okay? I'm going to hit it and get out of it real quick. Okay? Hit it and get out of it real quick. Even sex in which you love is uncomfortable. Because yep. when you finish, you're like, man, I didn't realize I had my hand in that way the whole time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm back hurt. Okay. Okay. You get it? So you can't even enjoy the pleasures in your married relationships. Yeah, I cleaned it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Your married relationships. Okay, I cleaned it up real nice. They tens, but I keep them clean. Right? I cleaned it up real nice. <laughs> Without being uncomfortable. So go ahead. So 
asshole? That's fair. That's fair. Okay, anybody online struggle with loving yourself? Honestly. The most confident people from perception are really very uncomfortable with themselves and don't love themselves. The people who have all the greatest, they're the prettiest, and everybody says, you're so pretty, they really hate themselves. And I say all. But uh, self-hate will come off as self-hate or overcompensated self-love. Does that make sense? You're either going to be the, the guy in a red Ferrari at 60 years old, or the little man in the big truck, or, right, there's so many different examples. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that one. Okay, so, what is love? Let's go, this is going to be When it comes to loving yourself, I have a weird answer. You're probably not going to accept my answer at first, but the funny thing about truth is it always sits with you. Sometimes you take it home and it'll be in your pocket and you pick it back up, or you just know it feels good. So I encourage you to run what I'm about to say across your subconscious and filter it through the story you tell yourself about your limited beliefs and your judgment and fear of consequences. But love and the manner in which you need to receive it is accepting who and what you are and what you have done. Alright? Did you guys hear me? It's love is accepting who and what you are with the other part. You see? You gotta put all three there. I'm not, I'm not making this up as a go. This is something that we all have to ask ourselves to get higher. So, lots of people don't accept who they are. That's why you have people from, pre okay, you, you, you did this, you did this. You came from a nice family, but you never fit in that family. You didn't want to be a Jones. You wanted your own identity, even if you had to die to get it. Whole family came from police officers. You want to be a construction worker. I'm not saying that's the problem. I'm wrong construction worker. But when you do it out of spite, you haven't accepted who your family is. Does it make sense? What you are. That's, that's your character. That's your beliefs. That's your, that's your religion. That's your gender. There's a lot of women and men who haven't accepted what they are as far as gender. And I'm not even talking about sexual orientation. Like you can leave that. Uh, that off the table. Matter of fact, let's put it back on the table. There are people who struggle with their sexual orientation that are completely confident and love themselves. And there are people who do not struggle with their sexual orientation who do not even love the fact that they have themselves. So just because you struggle with something that you say is bad don't mean that that is a struggle. There's a funny story. One time I was watching, I was working at, well, I was working for a contractor at Walmart in Houston, Texas, off of Beach Nut. If you're familiar with anything, Ooh, I know what it is. Yeah. if you're familiar with anything about Beach Nut, Beach Nut, that's my block. Beach Nut. The Michelle, 
Michelle at the stands beach nut. <laughs> so no, the, the the Walmart is right on the like the Bentway, the Bentway, the Bentway, with corporate drive. Yes sir. Okay, spice lanes. Yes sir. Yes sir. Okay. I'm very sorry, people. People, people who are people listening to this recording. I'm very sorry. There's a lot of there's a lot of Southwest Side Houstonians. So funny story. Beach Nut is where Gahetto people reside. All right, this is not this is not River Oaks. You know what I'm saying? This is this is park in the front. Nah, that's outside. That's my that's in there. Okay. This is. What the ghetto people reside. I really can't say it the other way. Does that make sense? This is not and I'm working there, and a guy comes up to this, this, this. He he was a transgender, okay? But certainly he's beautiful. Right, right. He was he was beautiful, like the whole he had like um, wonderful, you know, wonderful, 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 wonderful and all that stuff. And but why not? I, he said the most, he said the greatest thing I ever heard. Now, and I'm not here to tell you about your faith. I just love his response. Okay? Now, you can deal with this. This is a train. I'm just talking about transgender and Jesus in the same story, in the same sentence. You're going to wrestle with this, and I ain't got to do that. I love his response. His response to something I've never seen in my whole life, and it shifted my whole view. And so I'm talking to him, somebody wrote up on him. How can you love yourself knowing that you are that way? You don't love Jesus. No, 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 I'm sorry. You need to accept Jesus. That's what it was. And as calm as possible, he looks up, or she, she looks up, and how you know I haven't accepted Jesus? Come on now. No, 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 wait a minute. Man. We can stop right there. Just one second. I don't want to get too deep in the theology of it. But I love the response. How did you walk way across yeah. your side of the room yeah. to, my, to side. my side of the room to assume something about my side of my life? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That you don't even know nothing about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was his response. Now, Back to the story, back to the back to the point here. He who is now she has accepted themselves and had so much love for themselves, they didn't, they didn't need to go across the room and push their self-esteem and beliefs and belittle somebody with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now you can keep it the other. That's not that's not for this, this class. But I'm just trying to get you to understand that you can be and your words struggling with, because I said who, now I'm talking about what. You can be struggling with what you are as a gender and still love yourself. But there are a lot of straight, Bible-thumping Christians who literally don't love what they are. And that's a fact. That is a fact. Some of the people with the lowest self-esteem that I know of profess their love for God in the church. So, to love, what is love, to love yourself, what is love? And through the lens of love yourself, you gotta accept who you are and what you are. 
And whatever that what is, not just your sexual orientation, because that's, that's irrelevant. Your, at least for this conversation, I don't mean to make anybody irrelevant. I'm talking about for this conversation, that's just a moot point that we're not bringing up. But I brought it up just to prove that point or say that, that entertaining story for you. But what you need to understand is what you are can be your character. Could be the fact that you're a school teacher. Somebody help me out. Could be the fact that you didn't graduate on time. Come on. Come on. Come on. To be the fact that all your friends have graduated college, but you haven't. Be the fact that That's I'm what you are. Be the fact that I missed my senior prom and I'm bitter about Okay, you missed yeah. your senior prom. Your mom didn't give you a pony. Or your mom didn't love you the right way. You gotta accept who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Accept who you are and what you are is what you have defined your identity as. Yes, sir. So is it fair to say that you can't even change who you are or what you are if you haven't accepted who or what you are? You, you cannot change, you cannot change what you have not accounted for. If you have not observed it, you cannot change it. Because if you have not observed it, your subconscious mind has already observed it. And if you don't like it, your subconscious mind has only manifested what you don't like. So until you observe it and collapse that wave particle on a proton that is worthy of you, you can't change it. You can only change what you observe. This is why the people that steep most in poverty are the people who are afraid to have a true conversation with themselves. Listen to what I just said. The people who are most steeped in poverty are the people who are afraid to have a true conversation with themselves so they spend relationships having wonderful conversations with other people so they never have to be alone and have a conversation with themselves. And since they never have a conversation with themselves, they never have a conversation with that one parent that has destroyed their lives. Since they never have a conversation with themselves, then they can never have a genuine conversation with their children. And so they wind up repeating the same terrible mistakes their parents did to them with their kids. It's not that you have a generational curse. If you have a problem that has led to generation to generation, ain't nobody talking about it. You have power over generation curses. All you have to do is observe. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right, what was the last one? It was the most important. Who, what, and what you have done. <sighs> I'm gonna sit down right here. By show of hands. Everybody look. I'm, I'm first. Okay, in case you already know. By show of hands, how many of you have been so ashamed of what you've done that you believe nothing good is going to happen to you because you deserve it? That's almost everybody. Some of you didn't even think you could have kids because how bad you were as a teenager. Oh, we gonna talk about it, that's my, my class, we can talk about it. Some of you literally afraid to have the transparent conversation with your child because you've done some things that you're embarrassed of. So every time you see them 
kinda almost maybe they might do it. You kill it and purge it out of them. So they say, Mom, Dad, you don't understand. You never trust me because you secretly don't trust yourself because of what you have done. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, what is love when it comes to the lens? Because you say, what is love when it comes to the lens of loving your child? There's a whole different answer. Love is not something you can put into a box and answer with one question, one answer. Love depends on, depends on what you're thinking in that. In your case, when you're trying to love yourself, who, what, and what you have done. And maybe what you have done is you haven't lived. You gotta get over that. Right? Some of you, not you, some of you, since you didn't have the childhood you wanted, you are here tripping as an adult. I can look at that on, I can look at that titty out, right? <laughs> All right, now, here's where we end the class. Does that answer your question? All right, so let me tell you how to handle that. With the who, the what, and what you have done, receive that that's okay. Because there are no mistakes. Because what you have done, who you are, and what you are, has been for you to have this conversation to go to the next level. You wouldn't even be able to receive this conversation had you not had that past your shame. There's somebody looking up to you, or who will look up to you, that's going to go through what you're going through, and you're going to give to them what I call the most powerful sermon in the world. Do you remember it? Me too. Me too. There's two words. Just two words. Everybody listen to me. Open this line. Just two words. Me too. My, who, who had a No, no. Who had a, who had a grandmother die that was really your parents? Like, the, for, for real, for real. I know that's me. Shannon. Shannon, were you close to your grandmother? I know Tempest was. Like, I mean, like, super close. All right. So me, Tempest, and Shannon. When y'all grandmother died, and everybody will come at you with baby guy working mysterious ways. Well, you know what? Joy come in the morning. Me, Tempus, and Shannon, go sit down. You're gonna be crying. We're not gonna say a word. And when we finally do, after you get your whole hour and a half out, all we're gonna say is. It's the most powerful message in the world. Why? Because you don't need to know. <laughs> what you did. There it is. Y'all can't see it. Uh, all, all the people who buy this said that she put up some wine. We gonna have this wine and say me too. <laughs> We gonna say me too a few glasses, right? Okay, nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> me too, because you know what? Like, like pay attention, pay attention. Everybody don't mind pay attention. People need to know that you even with them, not that you better than them. 
that me and you, we the same. Does that make sense? God delivered me from the preacher that's not even with me. Now, let's see. Now, I'm not saying you can't go Me too, some... Reverend. <laughs> Me too, Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that you're not supposed to be, your moral compass supposed to be even with me. But you as a human, you should remember where I am because you've been there before. You know why? You, you, you know why Jesus was so awesome? Because he never forgot he had to get potty trained. You can tell on the way home. <laughs> all God, all man. all man, but he remembered he had to get potty trained like everybody else. How's that feel with theology? Please. All right. I wonder what the people that's going to buy this is going to say. They're going to be like, whew, that boy crazy. Alright, page 49. I think this is my favorite part. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to say about this. This chapter changed my life by accident. Because I needed to hear this. Let's start at the beginning. Well, let's start at the, start at the title of this chapter. Faith is a state of mind which may be induced by auto-suggestion. Now, faith has been hijacked. Read the editor's notes. If you listen to audio version, read the editor's notes. So this is the editor's notes. You will discover that the Holy Hill wasn't talking about faith the way you talk about faith. Talking about confidence. Confidence. Okay? Now watch this here. I'm going to read this off camera so they can hear my voice. All through the ages, religious leaders have admonished struggling humanity to have faith in this. That and the other dogma or creed, but they have failed to tell people how to have faith. They have not stated that faith is a state of mind and that it may be in by auto-suggestion. Give me 10 minutes. For the next 10 minutes, I want to talk to you in my closing thoughts. Who got your camera? Who got, and camera with, with, you got your battery dead. Your, your phone working? Go to the ATS page and then go live. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Somebody need to hurt what we got to say. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to. All right, they all dressed. They all right. They all dressed. 50,000 people to see them online. Actually, don't even worry about it. It's not, don't worry about it. I want to talk about this here. Is you ready? Y'all ready online? Faith in God is not faith in self. Faith in God is not equal to faith in self. Now, let's put it in the spiritual world first. Faith that you're accustomed to. Faith in God. Protecting and holding your life down is not equal to faith in yourself. 
Let's take it to Napoleon Hill with it. Napoleon Hill's man. Confidence in God is not equal to confidence in yourself. Can I push this up? Confidence in God is less than confidence in yourself. Faith, as the spiritual you know it, in God is less than faith in yourself. Allow me to explain because right now I have inflamed hundreds of centuries of your theology. And sorry, I'm be worse. God made you so you can have faith in you because when you strip away you, there is him. Some of you love God so much because you don't want to love responsibility of your own actions. Some of y'all love God so much because you secretly don't want to love having responsibilities over your own actions. So you can change your life by thinking in yourself and having confidence in yourself. But you know what you do? You go outside your own decisions and tell God to decide for you. He told you, well, you know what? You're going to be the head and not the tail. And the moment you get in the leadership position, God, I'm going to pray about this. You, you let me know if I should be here only. I'm not telling you not to consult with God. It's a good thing. To only consult with him and never have faith in yourself, it's a very bad thing. That is a backwards detrimental life. I get it. I'm going against the grain. I'm going against what you understand. So I'll say it in a way that's a tad bit more simpler and less inflammatory. How can you love God if you don't love yourself? Hey, y'all don't love me. You didn't even feed me. You didn't even give me clothes. Well, Lord, when, when, when did we do this? How was that? That bum on the corner. The homeless man you should clothe. The hungry guy you should fed. Whatever you did unto the least of these, my brother, you do also unto me. Some of y'all are very good. As a matter of fact, I'd even go so far to say, y'all treat everybody wonderfully and treat you like crap. But remember, whatever you do unto the least of these, all this time you thought that was outside of you. But you were his greatest creation. And whatever you do unto you, you do unto him. So when you have no confidence, when you have no faith in you, but you give it all to him, you are operating outside of your created space. 
You got that nonprofit in your head? Time to move forward. That album you want to drop? Time to move forward. Some of you are missing the greatest opportunities of yourself for yourself because you're too scared to make a phone call on your behalf. You know you got to make phone calls to be successful in your industry, but you won't make them. You shoot text messages. And you know why you shoot text messages? So you don't have to bear the rejection of not being answered or hearing the word no. So you literally choose the path of most poverty so you can be comfortable. And then you know what you do? You blame God for why I didn't convert. Wow. It's just not my time yet. He holding me back. God's will be done. Let's <laughs> not be in my will. <laughs> they stand me on that. It's not in my will. You know what? It's childish. It's not in God's will. Nope. It is in His will. You just it's just not in your habits. You just took my will. It's not in His will. It's just. I mean, it is, it is in His will. It's just not in your habits. Nothing about what you do says that you need to be successful. Because you're not doing anything of the habits of successful people. So you get to have loser habits and blame a winner God. <sighs> because that's how you designed your life. Because you know what? You haven't raised your self-awareness enough to actually own up to your mistakes. Because you need somebody to blame. You didn't graduate college because she wouldn't let you. He wouldn't let me. You're a single mother and it's his fault. Shout out to all single mothers. You know how many successful single mothers there are here? Okay, the lady that on Radio 1. That's Lisa right. Nichols. She's a million, a billionaire, I think. Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols. Okay, we can name it. If she did it, you can do it. Here's my point. Faith, confidence in God isn't confidence in you. And if you're not careful, you will spend a lot of time in the church going through all the worship motions to this external deity in whom you love, rightfully so, and never love yourself. Because all your attention is outside the responsibility of you. If you've ever complained and then blame God for his perfect will in your life, it's just not my time yet. When he already told you, I died, so it can be your time, you fall into the description of which I claim. Your job is to have just as much confidence in yourself 
than you do in your Lord. That's your challenge. All week long, until we meet again, I want you to believe in yourself like you believe in God. If you believe he can split water, you need to believe that you can split water. If you believe he can make a way out of no way, you need to believe that you can make a way out of no way. And if you believe that there's no poverty in him, you need to believe there's no poverty in you. Let me pray for you, Lord. We thank you for your will and your way, but also our will and our way. Now, we've struggled long enough and in our struggle, here's what we learned. We have not only found you, but we found us. Give us the strength to move forward faster while manifesting what is worthy of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank y'all. <laughs> She's still stabbing me. My <laughs> show. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world. Not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True, but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder <laughs> that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if, the, if, it's, if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates 
up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.